You're listening to Bands and Botanicals, a unique podcast where trainer and trainee discuss fitness, herbalism, and healthy habits for life. We're your hosts. I'm Paula Kirsch, owner of Botanically Curious and Artisan Herbalist. And my name is Danielle Kreese, certified personal trainer and owner of DC Fit. Now, before we get started, if you could do us a brief favor and go to Apple Podcasts and just leave us a review, we'd love to hear from you. And with that being said, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome back for another episode. Yeah, so how are you doing, Danielle? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Feels like it's going to be a good day. How about you? Yeah, it's <laughs> going to definitely be good. We've got a little bit of sunshine, but mostly, um, you know, clouds today. So yeah. I kind of like it. Hopefully a little bit of rain. Soak the earth a little. Yeah, so today we have a fantastic guest on. We have Belinda. And I actually found her on Instagram like I do most of our guests. She has a fantastic resource for women, especially if you're looking for tips on, uh, you know, nutrition, health, movement, all of those things. So Belinda is actually a certified holistic nutritionalist. She's the founder of womenbewell.com and also the Women Be Well magazine. So both are online resources dedicated to empowering women, especially busy women, to discover what wellness looks like for each of them through nutrition, mindset, movement. And Belinda is also a wife, a mother. She's a PCOS fighter, which we've talked about PCOS on the show before. And so she's a busy woman herself who faces and works through many health challenges of her own and which ultimately led her to what we're going to be talking about today, which is the community she's built of strong women through the Women Be Well site. So welcome, Belinda. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we are so, so uh, happy to have you on here. It sounds like and looks like and feels like you've created a really amazing platform and a really amazing support system for kind of women just on the internet and kind of everywhere. So thank you for, for providing that to, to people. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, that you can see how wonderful of a community is and um, exactly what you described is what I strive for. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners out there that might not have heard of you before, um, that want to connect, can you give us a little bit more about, you know, the business, the magazine, really what that embodies and uh, what people can expect? Sure. So Woman Be Well, uh, like you mentioned, it's actually, it's, it's a huge community, right? But there's really three major aspects uh, to Woman Be Well. So it actually first just started out as a women's wellness blog. That's how it totally started. Um, and it really just morphed into this amazing community of women that love to support other women, right? So in addition now to the blog, um, our website, we now also encompass Woman Be Well magazine. And that is our bi-monthly digital magazine that provides all sorts of educational and action-based wellness articles and tips uh, for busy women. And we write about all things related to wellness, like nutrition, mindset, movement, um, and real, just real life stuff that, <laughs> that we right. experience every day and everything in between, right? Very relatable. Um, and we actually, in the magazine, we have a feature that's called the Strong Woman Spotlight, 
And this I really love because this is where I get the chance to interview other women that are in the health and wellness space that have inspirational stories that I want to share with with my community because they have important stories and I think that everyone can benefit them. Um, and so that's that's the magazine. Um, and then finally, um, we recently launched the Woman Be Well Transformative Course Library. And so this is where we have various online courses that are geared towards helping busy women achieve various wellness goals. Um, and our two latest courses actually are, uh, one of them is, it's a mini course. It's called the Five Day Golden Gut. And that focuses on holistic ways to support gut health uh, because I'm kind of a gut health geek and and it's just connected to everything in your body, right? So much more than than we originally thought. And so um, I created a mini course for that. And then our our, uh, second latest course is actually a brand new signature course. And that's actually going to be available starting tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow being june 9th um and it's called five weeks to holy healthy and holy being w-h-o-l-l-y right so this course is about really getting the whole picture um of what wellness is and so um, i'm so excited for that and i'm actually kicking off the release of this new course uh with a free wellness webinar um, on it's Wednesday, June 9th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if anyone happens to be listening to this podcast um, in the morning of June 9th, um, then it's not going to be too late to join us. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, all of the info for that is is on my website, uh, womanbewell.com. So those are the three aspects. We've got the blog, we've got the magazine, and we have this amazing transformative course library big stuff. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And and like such an invaluable resource for so many women. But and this actually I have so many questions and all the different things that you just said. But the first question that I have for you is, you said that you started with that blog. And you know, you have your spotlight that you put on women and their stories and and the way that they could inspire others. But I was just wondering if you don't mind, um, what was happening in your life that you wanted to create that that first blog post and you wanted to, you know, you felt motivated or you felt compelled to start a community? I mean, do you have your own kind of inspiring story for us that that kind of got the the ball rolling with all of this? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's it's funny, though, because I think oftentimes we have we have stories that we are living and we don't necessarily think of them as inspirational, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's my life. I've been living it. And, and when I was going through my struggles and, you know, which I'll talk about, it's funny because I don't often think that I have an inspirational story, but other people have told me that <laughs> maybe that my story has inspired them. And so quite honestly, that's the only reason why, <laughs> I know that I have a story like that is yeah. other people have told me. Yeah, they've been your <laughs> you feedback, I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but to to continue to answer your question, so obviously it was really it was my own life experiences um that are the driving reason behind why I created Woman Be Well, right? And so 
For me, I actually I struggled with self-esteem issues, disordered eating, and just like self-limiting thoughts for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I was dealing with this stuff. Um, and I knew that, um, you know, so many women struggle with things like that. But then also came later on my diagnosis of PCOS. Mm-hmm. And, and that affects one in five women, right? And so I knew, yeah. I especially knew that I was not, I was not alone in my experiences, right? But having that PCOS diagnosis was really the final push uh, for me to say to myself, one, I, I need to do I need to do some more research. I need to learn more. I need to empower myself um, to take control of my own health. Uh, because when I was diagnosed with PCOS, I really wasn't given many answers aside from, well, take birth control and that will help manage your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> But the more I learned about PCOS, <laughs> the more I realized that there are so many other um, other diseases and things like heart disease and type 2 diabetes that I'm now at greater risk for because I have PCOS. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was the fact that I needed to take control of my own wellness, my own health. Um, and so that's really what got me started was just to take care of my own health. Um, but then, because I know that so many women have these other experiences, I thought to myself, okay, I've gotten myself to this amazing place. You know, I was, I'm able to see where I was and see where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, other women have got to feel this way. <laughs> got yeah, to feel this way. Definitely. I cannot keep this to myself. Yeah, And so... And so, um, you know, because, because like I said, I know so many other women are struggling with the same things that I was. And so my goal ultimately was to create a non-judgmental and empowering space where women feel heard, understood, and supported. Because I'll say, like, just a lot of that is what changed that, like, that was a lot of what changed my mindset about myself. Um, and, and once those things started to change, it kind of felt like everything else started to fall into place. And so, you know, this is why I, I wanted to create Woman Be Well. And in a way, Woman Be Well is like, it is, it's like the best friend that I wish I had back then mm-hmm. when I was struggling with so many of those things. Yeah. That's yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I I think that uh, I I know that Paula and I have felt those similar things as well, and and dealt with them growing up. And there just wasn't these resources and the mm. this community. And so it's amazing that you've created it. I remember I found my community of other kind of struggling, kind of like I 
messed up in the head when we were younger women through books like that was the only connection I had was mm-hmm. trying to read stories of other women who are struggling with the same thing versus having you know a space where you could actually have action and dialogue and, and interaction and I think that's such a powerful difference in feeling alone mm-hmm. versus feeling like you're not the only one going through it yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's definitely one of those things where you can feel absolutely alone if you don't have any of these resources or if you don't know any of these people. But you've done a fantastic job of not only creating this platform, making it interactive and creating those resources, but then also selecting women to feature. And I thought that that was so fantastic. I wanted to just know, you know, for us, when we get guests on the podcast, sometimes it's a little difficult to pick because you know, especially with um, Instagram out there and there's so many people doing so many things. How do you pick the women that you feature for the magazine? Um, so so mainly, I'm like I said, I'm looking for women that have faced their own set of challenges head on um, and that are making an impact in their arena or related arena of wellness um, that have inspirational, inspirational stories to share, right? And so... I mean, they're all over the place, right? Like they're on Instagram, they're on their guests on other podcasts. They are hosts of podcasts, wink, wink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, but you know, I'm just always out there looking and quite honestly, um, it's just a feeling that I get, you know, like once I encounter, you know, whoever, whoever I encounter, I just think to myself, this woman has a great story. I have to share it, you know? And so um, and then what I do is I basically just, I revolve the entire issue around that woman, right? And so it may be based on a predetermined theme for the issue, or I might just choose the woman first and decide to revolve the issue around her. So, so for example, our very first uh, strong woman spotlight was uh, Lopa Vandermersch. Um, and she's the CEO of Rasa, mm. um, adaptogenic coffee alternative. I don't know if you've mm. heard of it, but yeah. I love the stuff. And so <laughs> I happen to love drinking Rasa. And that's how I, you know, came upon her story. And so once I started to read more about her story, I realized that her story would resonate with so many women in our community. Right. And so once I, I decided it was going to be her, I obviously reached out to her and she was so amazing <laughs> and agreed to be our spotlight. Um, and so that issue focused heavily on adaptogenic herbs and their various benefits. Right. Nice. And so that's how that was one way. Um, but then there was another one where our most recent issue is our motherhood um, issue. And the spotlight for that was actually um, our movement specialist, our resident movement specialist for Women Be Well magazine. Um, and her name is Erica Zeal. And she she specializes in prenatal and postpartum movement. Um, and so, you know, it kind of made sense to feature her in that issue. So there's a couple different ways that I'll build the issue around the spotlight. But to the core, it's all about who's got a great story, um, who, you know, who aligns with um, a lot of the things that that we're talking about with Woman Be Well, mm-hmm. um, and who do I think is going to really you know resonate with the other women in our community? Yeah, I love that, especially the latest one you mentioned because 
Uh, you know, we've mentioned this talking with mothers and things on the podcast. A lot of the time women are looked at as, you know, fragile, especially when they're pregnant. And the balance between, you know, uh, keeping up with the societal pressures of looking a certain way before and after pregnancy, but then also, you know, the judgment that comes along with going into the gym or working out when you're pregnant, you know, there's such a balance there. And to have those resources where there's professionals that know how to move in a safe way um, and have that resource for women, I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Erica Zeal, I'll tell you. So when I was pregnant, I did her prenatal programs. And that's how I met her was Mm. back when I was pregnant before Woman Be Well even existed. Mm. (laughs) And the way that she teaches her, you know, prenatal and postpartum movement is actually all about core strength. It's not about losing weight. Mm -hmm. It's not about looking great in a bikini. It's not about any of that. It's about making sure your body is functioning and that it's strong so that you can do the things that you need to do while you're pregnant and afterwards when you're caring for babies and kids and all of that. So, you know, she comes from a place of, of building strength, yeah, um, building you know, that from foundation. the core of the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, she's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I work with her now, you know, like a, she's, she is the resident movement specialist for Woman Be Well magazine. So she's in there every issue. But I really wanted to put the spotlight on her for the motherhood issue in particular, for sure, because she impacted my own path into motherhood. So, yeah, that's that's really cool that you pull, you know, experiences and people that you've already had, you know, that you've you've had the pleasure of working with and, and being able to kind of give them a platform as well. But, you know, it's so easy to kind of want to talk about uh, other amazing strong women and their stories but I do kind of want to come back around to yours a little bit just because uh, you were the the foundation of all of this for people and I know that you said that you struggled with kind of these um, self-limiting ideas and the self-esteem and and the disordered eating that we spoke of earlier and you said you'd been dealing with that since high school so what was kind of those what do you think was the shift? Because uh, I know that I I still struggle with going back and forth with that stuff. I know others who do, and I know that it's a forever journey, but what was kind of, was there anything or a moment in particular or any tools you had in particular that you thought kind of got you to the other side of that so that you could start seeing things differently, seeing yourself differently, approaching things differently? I started to kind of shift a bit um, and it, like you said, it, it comes and goes, right? Like it's never like totally gone. Right. Of course. Um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for me, I think that the first time that I started to, to have a shift and really look, um, look at my health and wellness differently, um, was actually once I graduated from college, um, that's really when I became more interested in my own health and wellness. So when I was in college, um, I had gained not just the freshman 15, but it was more of like a freshman 25. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, so that did a bit of a number on, on my self-confidence. But I was also um, I was also in an abusive relationship for all of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and after college, I, I finally got myself out of it. Um, 
with a lot of help and support from friends and family, but I was finally able to get out of it. And so, so once I came out of that, I kind of had to, I just set out to rediscover and reinvent who I was because for such a long time, I was, I was like tied and controlled by this other person. And when I was finally free, I was like, well, who am I now? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And so, so that was really when I started paying more attention to my health and wellness. Um, that just became a huge part of that because I was dealing with a lot of anger and resentment and confusion. Um, and at the same time, I was fresh out of college. I was working at my first job straight out of college. And sometimes that job had me working until like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. on a Friday. I would go in at 9 a.m. and then I would come back home at 3 a.m. It was very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was was dealing with a lot of stuff right out of college, Mm. which, you know, I was like, this this is not going to be good for me. This is not sustainable. You know, I was feeling aches and pains, and I my eating was all over the place, and I was stressed to the max. (laughs) And, And I decided that I just, I needed to do something because I couldn't, continue to feel that way Um, and so then was actually the time when I discovered a love for running and I'll tell you back when I was in high school I had friends that were like the track team and cross country and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. one of those friends she ran cross country and she asked me to go running with her Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh in high school (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) run more than more than half a mile. I was like, girl, I don't know how you do this <laughs> for miles and miles. Um, but then, you know, once I got out of college and all this stuff was going on, it was like I just discovered this love for running because it helped me deal with so much of the stress. It helped me focus more on my mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like I finally discovered like how crazy that runner's high could be. And it was so transformative. Like I would just be running like crazy and and all of the anger and confusion it like I just worked it out of my system you know I mean Mm. I was angry I was running and and then by the time I'm done I'm exhausted and I was like wow I really felt that anger and now I was able to let it go and so since then I've actually run many races um, including three half marathons nice. uh, with my amazing, yeah, thank you with my, with my amazing husband who obviously I met after I had gone through this, this was like the first part of my transformation. I feel like I'm always experiencing some kind of transformation because life is changing on a daily basis. Oh, um, nice. but, uh, you know, picking up running and running was one of the things that my, now husband actually loved to do and so that brought us together and it was just a you know it was it was this amazing way to deal with a lot of that stuff and that was just mm-hmm. the first time right that's just one like one of the stories that I have because obviously I've gone through it many times and I've discovered many different things um, to help me work through a lot of that stuff but that was really what what was the first instance of me paying more attention to my health and wellness for sure. Yeah, I I love that. My I have a good friend who always talks about how we're in constant 
contraction and expansion kind Mm -hmm. of. And I think that's very indicative to the journey, especially if you do struggle with these mindsets sometimes of kind of going into yourself and maybe contracting a little bit, but using that to kind of fuel the future growth and the future expansion. And I think finding, you know, whether it's running, whether it's dancing, whether it's Zumba, whether it's CrossFit, I mean, whether it's anything, you know, just finding that, that release for yourself and that thing that you love. I mean, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about movement these days is that there's so many forms of it Mm -hmm. and so many ways to express yourself that you could really tap into just that thing that gives you, you know, its own version of a runner's high and kind of that, that stress relief and that therapy and so I, I totally resonate with that story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's so great because it's it's a good reminder to everyone who, you know, those are some out there that are too intimidated potentially to start a new workout or to go into a gym or apprehensive about things or they're just they don't identify as someone who does a lot of movement. But then to really realize that it is a huge part of mental health as you go through life and making sure that you have some kind of release that's healthy is so important. And as a holistic nutritionalist, you know, I I was curious to kind of ask, we usually ask a lot of our guests on the show, you know, what their kind of pillars of health or what health and wellness look like for them. And as a holistic nutritionalist, obviously, you know, food might be a foundation, but what are some of the, um, you know, pillars that you have for health and wellness? Um, so particularly with women be well, what we focus on is obviously nutrition, but also mindset and movement, Mm. right? So those are really the three that, that we're looking at. And, um, I have discovered that you really cannot, you, you're not going to feel your best if you're focusing on just one and not the other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cause I know for a long time, um, I was only focusing on nutrition and then there was no movement or I was heavily focusing on movement and not nutrition. Um, but I also found that mindset quite honestly seems to be the base, like the absolute base for anything else. Mm. The mindset's got to be right. Um, and your heart has to be in the right place Yeah, um, before any of the other pillars can come into play so I actually just I just posted uh something on Instagram where it said something like um you can't hate your body into becoming a body that you love and I saw it I I liked it we actually I actually commented about it to Paula yeah I was like yep you know so that's one of those yeah that's one of those mindset things right because yeah when I Back before I discovered running, when I would go and, you know, quote unquote, work out, it was because I hated the way my body looked. And I thought to myself, I have to do something because I hate the way I look. So I'm going to go and work out. And being able to shift that mindset to say to myself, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go into the basement today and I'm going to do some yoga. Why? Because I love my body. And my body needs it. Yes. It's a totally different mindset. Yes. And so, (laughs) yeah. So (laughs) it's powerful, right? It is so powerful. It seems so small. 
but it is so powerful to change that mindset. So for sure, that's the basis of the foundations for us. But of course, we do also focus on nutrition and movement. And I'm very particular when I use the words nutrition and movement, because I don't say diet and exercise. Right. And that is on purpose. Right. So for me, the I always thought that, you know, diet and exercise was what you needed to do in order to support your wellness and feel your best. And but I discovered that with diet, which to me always seemed like restriction, right? Diet to me was always it means if your diet starts Monday that you won't be able to eat the things. Right? You won't be able mm. to eat all the things that you love. You're, you're going to have to cut out sweets. You're going to have to cut out any kind of carbs. You're going to have to cut out coffee or whatever it is. Cut right? out that, joy. That's always what I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this that's what diet always meant to me for a long time. And then exercise also meant, you know, going out and like having to hit the gym or having to do something because I was unhappy mm. with my body. Right. And so the the combination of diet and exercise sounded like to me that here I am, I'm trying to expend more energy on something that I don't really love love doing and I'm giving myself less fuel to do it. Right. <laughs> and I thought to myself, after you know, after I got to a place where I was able to look back at it and say, Well, no wonder that never worked for me. Because if you're going to put less gasoline in your car, do you expect it to drive any further? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And that, so that was, that was what I, I said to myself and I thought, you know what? But everyone always says it's all about diet and exercise. Mm. And so that's why I'm very, very purposeful when I say I don't do diet and exercise. I look at nutrition and movement. Because nutrition focuses on nourishing your body, right? Making mm-hmm. sure you are you are getting enough of the right things, right? Which may mean you actually need to eat more, yeah, less, <laughs> right? You need to eat more of the amazing foods that are going to help support your wellness and movement. Because, like you said, it doesn't have to just be running. It doesn't have to be done in the gym. Movement can be done anywhere, and it can look like anything, right? You can dance around your house. You can, you know, play around with your kids. You can do yoga in the basement. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. that movement is, if it makes you feel good um, and it brings you joy, that is supporting your wellness. And so that's why we focus on nutrition and movement as our pillars and mindset. Yeah, I love that so much. I mean, I know that in, I may have mentioned it before, but in boot camps and stuff, I'm like, okay, because I'm a, I don't know if you know, but I'm a personal trainer and a coach. So I'm just like, okay, guys, this this has nothing to do with what you just did this weekend or what you may have ate, what you may have drink, how you may, 
what you may have drank, how you may have moved. I'm like, this is because you are here today starting a fresh day and you want to go into it strong and with that positive mindset. And it is, it's that changing that dialogue between this is punishment for what I've done or what I've ingested into I'm doing this as like an expression of self-love and because my body is an incredible thing that I could move and if you have the privilege to move it you know you can't take that for granted so I love that message and I like whole yeah again just really su feel supported by everything that you are putting out there for people yes I love that I'm so happy that you said that because I gotta I gotta tell you I just got done writing I just got done writing something where and it's a mindset thing where I was like listen food is not the enemy. Movement is not punishment. I totally, I just wrote those words. Yeah. And everything you just said, I was like, girl, you get me. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Like, just because I may have eaten a donut yesterday doesn't mean that I have to only eat, like, you know, vegetables today. That's ridiculous. Like, why? Mm. Why am I thinking about it as a reward and a punishment yes. you know or I or I ate the donut yesterday so now I have to do 500 push-ups like this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah <Why>? movement <laughs> should be yeah that medicine and that therapy not that that punishment or that torture <laughs> yeah it really yes it, absolutely it's really one of those things where when you're talking about balance and I know women get asked this a lot like how do you balance family and business and how do you balance your work life and this you know something probably more often than men get asked a lot of the time, but it really is that mindset that's that integral piece of the balance because as soon as you shift your mindset, you know, you're not focused on what you should be doing or what you aren't doing or all of these other things. It's just, you know, what can you do to better yourself for the day, for the week, whatever that might be. Yeah. And I think it makes it so much easier, you know, and I feel like that mindset piece really helps to empower women, you know, when they're taking their health into their own hands, and I think that's fantastic. And, you know, that's why we always look for resources for women. And I'm so excited that we were able to have you on the show and that other people will be able to reach out. And so for those actually who want to reach out to you, uh, maybe on Instagram or other things, how exactly can they find you and find the resources that you have? Uh, so I am, like you mentioned, I'm active on Instagram um, and our handle is at woman be well. And that's so B is B with two E's. <laughs> is it because bee, of being a busy bee? <laughs> it, <laughs> that's one. That's certainly one part of it. But the other part is, quite honestly, a lot of my friends call me B. And oh. <laughs> so that's why I'm in there, right? Um, and so it's Woman Be Well, um, at Woman Be Well for Instagram. And then our website is also womanbewell.com. And so those are really, those are the two places where you can find me. And I promise I'm very, very friendly. You can comment. I will respond. You can send me a message and I'll respond every single time. I love meeting new women. I love expanding our community. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Belinda. And for everyone, just a reminder, the Wellness Masterclass does start tomorrow, Wednesday the 9th. If you want to check that out, we're so grateful to have you on here and that you've created this space for women to come and feel supported. So I hope you have a most beautiful day. Thank you to everyone who is listening. Go find the Woman Be Well on Instagram and we will see you next time. Peace and love.